Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's great to be here with everyone. My name is Jerome, if no one knows me, and, and uh, my wife Crystal was in here a minute ago. We have five kids under 10, so you can pray for us anytime you remember our name. But it's, it, it, this is the pre-Vision Sunday uh, service, if you will, where we're hoping to, uh, before we would even go fast, slow down. This has been a discipl- discipline I have learned from losing, and... It's fun when you're about to ship something. You get anyone Amazon Prime in the house? You get a package, yeah, open it up. But the process of what it takes and of where we're going and, and what that is, uh, today we're, we're going to look at. Um, after this service, as Christy said so enthusiastically, man, shout out, give it, to Chris, give it up for Christy, right? And also the worship team, what in the world? They were, they, you know, yeah, give it up for them. Thank you to everyone who makes this possible. But uh, after the service, we'll have Get Connected. If anyone wants to learn about the story of City Life more and how they could be involved in what we call the dream team. And that's uh, just, it, it simply is this. God's dream is that we would be in family serving together and so on a team and doing that locally. Um, and we're a part of a big global mission not only in this city, uh, state, nation, but world, God is, is moving through his bride, his family, his ecclesia, not a building, y'all, but a people. And so you can learn more about that story. And then if you want to be a part of a group, uh, please, maybe this can be a little nudge. For so long, there, there's just been this haunting in, in my life where if you do an event and you share the gospel and people respond, I love Jesus, I'm in. But then you come back to that city the next year and you do it the same event and you see people respond to the gospel, but you see all new faces and none of them are connected into the church that you served at or loved with and they're not really connected. And Lecrae had an album that is called After the Music Stops. What's next? Will there be disciples? Will there be fellowship? Will people open up their Bible? Will we go all in and not just create spiritual orphans, but to genuinely disciple. It's not like you get saved and then you become a disciple. It's normative to be discipled, to let Jesus into every area of our life. And groups is is a way to have a front door experience for that. We recognize not everyone's going to move in and, and, and together with each other and start sharing each other's resources overnight. But what would it look like if we began that journey further and deeper? And you might be saying, I'm intimidated. I don't want to run a group. I'm not ready enough. Well, we see groups as everyone's a student. Everyone can be a teacher, and you're more of a facilitator to simply open up what God wants to do. And so maybe that's the nudge that somebody needed for groups. Uh, today, we are going to talk about vision in the story of city life. I want to go to Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, and I'm reading out the message. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, then they will stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. I define vision simply as the ability to see beyond what we see. 
I think each one of us need vision in our own life. And so today my prayer would be that we don't just hear the story of city life in the vision of city life, but we start to expand our horizons of what's possible in our own lives and look at situations that we have grown accustomed to, maybe too familiar with, even taken uh, for granted of, it would be fresh and new. Can we pray? God, I pray today that you will give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mouth to speak, only what you want. Period. I pray that every person today knows a genuine sense that they are loved, they belong, and they have purpose. They don't have to be like the person on the left or the right, that you've made them exactly how you want them to be, and you're transforming them into their image when they submit and surrender for each one of us today. Have your way, lead and guide us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So when I think of vision, I'm thinking of, it's kind of the jet fuel to your moped. It's the baby picture that you can envision the next LeBron James or Serena Williams. It's the Lego set that becomes an Eiffel Tower. I'm praying that somebody gets vision in this place that would be so explosive, somebody would write a book about you, not Walt Disney. And that can be the simplest things that, that no one will ever know or see. I, I, I love a phrase that I want to live a life worth reading about. That's vision. That you would think your life matters, that it counts. And ultimately, here, here, vision is so many things, but first off, what it is not, it is not God. I think all of us have met somebody that says, Man, God told me, like God said. You're like, oh, did he? Because you're kind of weird. God said? Audibly? Did he write it? What did he do? And a lot of times, it's, it's, it's from a vehicle of somebody in, in a tone that we don't necessarily like. And, and, and we have all um, probably misrepresented God Many times. And, but vision is very important. I think one of the, 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 the essentials is to know it's not God, it's not the word, but it is absolutely essential. So how does this flesh out? Well, I think it's essential because too often, if we think when we open the scriptures, and maybe you've done this before, you haven't, or if you've heard about God and you felt it was only for them then, but it doesn't apply to me now. And I'll just tell you, when, I, when uh, I first encountered Jesus, my life was so experiential, you couldn't even make it up. It was, I, I was transformed and delivered from being a drug addict overnight. I, I, I was crazy enough to believe that you could just pick up people and take them places and have crazy conversations with Jesus. One time I'm riding in my car before an aim high basketball game. I stop at Quality Dairy. I felt God was telling me to go in there. I go in there. I tell the lady at the counter, I think God brought me here. She says, sure, God brought you here. I said, I think so. She goes, really? Well, I just prayed to him a little bit ago. And I said, if you're real, Show yourself real or I'm taking my life tonight. And we had an interaction with them right there. Now, I'm sure I was fumbling over my speech so much early on. I barely knew a lick of scripture. But I, I, I look back at some of those, those seasons and I love them. But what I had was vision. Vision that God saved me and that he could save people. And I was silly enough to believe it. So when we read 
specifically, let's just say the book of Acts, the acts of God and the movement of the church. We could say, oh, well, that was neat. God was doing all these things. I would, I would uh, try to submit to us today. What is God doing now in your life, in my life, and in our life right now? That I think he's got a custom sauce for us today. Secret sauce for Lansing for such a time as this. We believe not only God does give vision, but ultimately the greatest vision is people meeting Jesus. So it's no game plan. Well, we're going to get a truck. Are we going to go more service? What are we? No, it's people exalting a God who's worth everything and being found and coming back home. So hear that loud and clear. A filter for vision that could be helpful for any of our life to realize, is it me or is it God? First, does it actually require God faith? Does it genuinely require God? Or can we do it on our own power? And then two, do we believe that it's about the kingdom, his kingdom, and God's people, his family, his church? But number three, where we a lot of times stop that is we say, yeah, I know I'm for the church, but look at the sinners. No, no, no. There's no separation. These are people made in the image of God. Does the vision bless all people? The Imago Dei, made in the image of God. Vision is the bridge between the present and the future. The present and the future. The future um, is enticing, especially if you have vision. But it can be discouraging when vision hasn't come to pass. So if you've had dreams and you failed, or they've been delayed, the temptation is to give up. Take your bat ball, I'm going home, I'm done. I remember sitting in old Chicago in the back room, brought 15 of our closest people. We pitched a vision about taking music ministry and loving uh, kids enough that we'd share the gospel through hip-hop music. There was tears in the place. There was proof of concept. And people wrote down these little pledge cards. I'm going to give money to this particular initiative. And then when we went to call back on the pledges out of the infinite sovereignty of God, no one fulfilled the pledge other than my father-in-law. So shout out to my father-in-law. And uh, yeah, thank you, Arturo. Um, I was discouraged because that definitely wasn't enough money to leave our job. And so what happened is the timing didn't work the way I wanted, but I had to let it marinate because if it's really God's vision, he'll bring it to pass. And so two years later, we got sharper, we got stronger, we marinated. We pitched the same thing in a more elaborate way at the Lansing Center with 200 people. We raised 200 grand, and I left my job two years later. When you get a no, it doesn't necessarily mean a no forever. It could just mean a no now. And, and, uh, and that's okay. And so and there's another step. I'm going to lean in a little further on us. What if it doesn't happen in our lifetime? Hi, back in town. That's cool. Um, what if it doesn't happen in our lifetime? Would we still have our hands to the plow? I call it the Moses factor. Moses didn't get to go to the promised land, but he lets his appointed leaders go and he blesses them. He had to deal with people in a misfit team for so long, and then he doesn't even get to go taste, see it, experience it. 
I wonder what it would look like if we were people that said we don't just need it to happen in our lifetime. We're okay if it happens in our kids' kids because we're going to have our hands to the plow because we recognize the greatest vision is Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit manifested, and we know he's going to make all things new. But until then, we will be loving the city one life at a time, and we will see him bring it to pass even if I don't have to taste or touch it. And so I would, I, would, I would invite us to be into that because one day there might be, uh, there's going to be an, another pastor here and he, he, they're going to take the vision further. Um, they, he might even, it could be a she. Someone's like, what, a she pastor? Yeah, it's going to be a she. It could be a she. And uh, they might name it City Lifer. I don't know. It wasn't life enough. They wanted City Lifer. <laughs> you can always tell a family that has vision, a church that has vision, an organization that has vision, because vision changes everything. Envision also gives us the ability to endure when it's hard. The military. Women that have had children, pain, vision. The baby's coming. Or maybe the epidural. I'm not sure which one, but it's happening. There's vision. There were three bricklayers working beside each other on a wall. Someone came up first and um, said to the first worker, what are you doing? What's it look like I'm doing? He replied sarcastically, I'm laying bricks. Hmm. The man asked the next guy on the wall, can't you see what I'm doing as well? I'm building a wall. And then finally he goes up to the third person, what are you doing? Oh, I'm building a great cathedral to God. One said laying bricks, one said a wall. One saw a great cathedral to God. I pray that vision rises up in our spirit like never before. That we see even the most, uh, the, the, the mundane activities, the simple small, that it would, it would be heroic. It would be like a Lego film. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when I'm a part of the team. And you would have that kind of vibe. Today is the story of city life thus far. Been looking for an excuse to use the word thus, and today is my time. Thus far. The story of city life thus far. Before we go into Vision Sunday for next week, where have we been? What's the thematic thing? If today's your first day, you, you, you came on a Sunday that you get to hear it's story time. But don't feel excluded. Know that you're included. Because every person that's been a part of the story, whether they're still here or they're just coming on, that, that we're all God's uh, big painting that he's painting here. We're all a part of this. It's his puzzle, and, and, and he's adding as he sees fit. And each one of us are equal parts, equal worth, different in authority, different in roles, different in position, but each one of us matter. And as we zoom out, rewind, to go forward to next week, we have to start with pre-launch, and that was love the city. For us, love the city was pre-city life. And church planting, uh, coaching, and networks, if you're going to start something, you typically start with your brand. So they'd ask, well, why aren't you promoting your church more? What's the name of the church? City life. Why isn't city life have church in the name? Well, I don't need to tell you I'm five foot six and white, do I? You figured that out. And, well, I guess some people have recently thought I'm Mexican. We had, a real, we had an odd experience where someone thought Crystal was white, which she's Mexican, and, and then I'm Mexican, which is fine. Um, 
And everybody, obviously, with my name, Jerome, they never think it's me when I walk in a room. It's just how it works. And uh, Zach and I, you know, Zach's African-American, and, uh, and when, we, when we'd pay with the card, I'd pay with my card or whatever, and they'd always hand it back to him. So, man, stereotype, man. What's up with that? Well, you got to do that. And so we play jokes on people. We do have a dream that we would do a st- series here called Stereotypes and uh, get a bunch of people on stage and say, okay, which, you know, which bi- uh, bio applies to which person? And everyone just be guilty and be like, oh, dang, I thought it was so-and-so. And no one admit. Okay, anyways. Well, we, we, we didn't put church in the name because we felt uh, church comes with a lot of baggage. First, the first being this, what do I got to wear? You mean, what do you have to wear to go meet with Jesus who died on a cross, who was whipped and beaten and, and, and mocked and laughed at and spit on and had a crown of thorns on his head and he did it all for you and me? What do we got to wear to meet him? You must not talk about Jesus enough. You must have met an institution too much. I'm sorry. So let's, uh, let's rip down these walls and rip down these barriers. And, and we felt like God was saying, love the city. And uh, And so how that was built on is, um, well, every time we turned on the news, it was almost like a bat signal in the sky. Grades were on the decline, violence was on the rise, and people were losing their jobs. There was nine shootings in six days in one of the summers. And here we are living in Lansing. There was a prostitution ring busted close to our house. And we're out traveling in these other cities, uh, loving kids, loving churches. It's amazing. But God was like, stop and bloom, just bloom. We're like, well, there's a lot of great things happening in the city. Yeah, but I want to do something through you all. Okay. And that became a huge yes. First John 4, 7, it says, beloved, let us love one another. Say, love one another. Come on, love one another. Not tolerate one another, but love one another. <laughs> You don't have to keep saying that. But uh, for love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Well, God is wrath. God is just. Well, he, 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 he manifests himself like some certain things, but I think it's really important to know he is love. If there's not love in it, it's nothing. And we said, all right, we have to let God first love us. And as he loves us, then what we see is we, too often, when we think of a city, and and I I recognize people are from different parts of this region, and it takes us all, but hopefully today you'll see just a little bit. You can't be silent on what's happening in the city. Because God's involved with people, and people are close in a city, and, and there's all different walks of life in a city, and God's writing a narrative in a city. It starts in a garden, but he's coming back one day, and it ends with him bringing a city. And if he's bringing a city, that means he knew the development would happen. So we, as people, whether you're from Williamston, DeWitt, Eaton Rapids, or you live right in the heart of Lansing, we are all in this region, and we share this together. And we don't have to make everyone like us. Unity does not mean conformity. In fact, we encourage each other to be different and learn from each other as people are made in the image of God. So too often, I really believe, we tolerate the city and the, and the issues of a city, but genuinely, I believe God says, I love the city. I made the city. 
quit giving Satan so much credit. I care. And then we become aware of what's happening in the city. We start to acknowledge that they're, not all starting lines are the same, okay? Has everyone understood this truth yet? Not everyone's starting from the same starting line. Whether you don't have enough money or you're not the right color skin or you weren't born in a certain family or you don't go to the best school or whatever. Not everyone's starting in the same place. So we can't just say, well, put up with it. It's America. It's the land of the free. Haven't you compared it to third world countries? Yeah, that argument works if we're comparing it to third world countries, but it does not work if we're comparing it to heaven. And we're called to be heaven agents that bring uh, on earth as on Lansing as it is in heaven. And so in heaven, there's, there's, there's dignity, there's love, there's justice, there's mercy, there's, there's pulling up somebody who feels marginalized. And so now we're trying to get everybody in the same line, same position. And if we're a little further ahead, we're trying to come back and say, let me, hey, wait, I'm not better than you. No, look, let me, let me share and redistribute of how this works and functions. And this comes out of Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29, 7, the, but seek the welfare. Uh, some translations call it shalom. I mean, or the original word is shalom. Some translations call it peace. Seek the peace. And shalom being this, don't just care about somebody's spiritual life only. Care about their practical life, their emotional life, their education. Care about them. Care about them. Because where I've sent you into exile, they were taken captive, God's people, in a city they didn't want to be with false gods everywhere, Babylon. And some of us, if we've ever said, man, I just can't wait to leave this city, you feel like you're in exile. It's okay. Look at what God says. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. What does that look like? Well, Jeremiah 29 tells us, says, build houses, or verse 5 tells us, build houses and make yourself at home. Put in gardens and eat what grows in the country. Marry and have children. Encourage your children to marry and have children so that they'll, you'll thrive in the country and not waste away. Make yourselves at home and work for the country's welfare. Pray for Babylon's well-being. The ones that took us captive, the ones that are holding us down, yeah, pray for their well-being. Because if things go well for Babylon, things will go well for you. And now when you fast forward for Bible junkies, and if you're not a Bible junkie, don't worry. Jesus um, loved to, to make it simple. And I say Bible junkie because sometimes we get in the way of allowing people to understand the Bible. And we become a stumbling block for people. Now, one of the things of which is we're a city set on a hill. Anyone familiar with that language? A city set on a hill. This is kind of the premise of it. We wouldn't be separate from people we would be present with people seeking the welfare of all people that they would see. You're different. There's something about you. You still shop in the same places. You still come to the same events. You love me right where I'm at? Yeah. Loving the city one life at a time. That's our mission. That's our vision. So we become aware. We acknowledge there's, there's gaps. And we recognize we need to be accountable, each one of us, whether that's ignorant or even conscious, you still with me? Everyone still with me? All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice Cube lyric just came in my head. It's like, I push rhymes like, well, I was like, you know, like, what? It's like, it doesn't fit, Lord. It doesn't fit. And then lastly, we take, we take action, though. We have to be the change we want to see. 
So we said, we don't need another church that feels like everyone else. Um, We need a church that fills a need to reach everyone else. And that's not to discount any of the work that's going on in the city. There's incredible work going on, incredible laborers. What? Amazing pastors, leaders, teachers. You name it. Awesome work happening. It meant that God was telling us, I want City Life to birth something and reach with love in the city and not tolerate it. But see, the whole region is whole. It takes us all from all walks of life, no matter where you're driving from. We all share in the responsibility to love each other. So we said we're a good news church, simply. We're just a good news church. What's your programs? The gospel. What's your groups about? The good news. What's Love the City about? A good, the good news. And it's God's kindness that leads people to repentance. And what I've found is people that the world says are forgotten about, that's where God's most concentrated. You learn the most. You love the most. And the harvest is here, friends. Look up. The harvest is here right now. The harvest is here right now. Right now. I was talking to a couple in the hallway before this service, and they said, we've been praying for City Life to be a hospital. A hospital that people could come in from any place, any, any, any background, and they would feel loved and accepted. And we could help get them ready so they could help other people in the hospital. I thought, wow, that's cool. So we launched Love the City, which out of that came City Life. Um, so Love the City, I think what's important is this is not something we do. It's really who we are. It's, um, it's really important to know, even when we're doing projects, people aren't projects. And we've hand out, handed out Love the City bags, and it's a $1.50 bag or something, what's in it. And it's led to amazing conversations and people weeping together just because they felt seen that day. And so Love the City is, is the heartbeat of that. Now, our second year was the Good Report. And this comes right out of Numbers 14. And uh, it says, And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of um, Jephunneh, uh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes and said to the congregations of the people of Israel, the land which we pass through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. The Lord delights in us. He will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land flows with milk and honey. Okay, this is the buzzword. And who's who heard land flowing with milk and honey? Have you heard that, any of that term? Been around anybody in church world? Land flowing with milk and honey? Well, let me tell you about the people that did not get the land flowing with milk and honey. There was another crowd that gave a bad report. They said, that land looks very tough. There's big people. They're giants. We look small. They look strong. We shouldn't go. Joshua and Caleb, they stand up in the midst of it. No, no, no. That land looks ripe. It looks perfect because our God is great. And if he will give it to us, then we will win. They gave a good report. Now, in life, we, our sin nature says, bad report, bad report, I can't. God, the good report says, yes, we can. God is greater. God is greater. God is greater. And, and, and so here's where it comes. Everyone that gave a bad report, they died. They didn't get to go. Joshua and Caleb led the people with the good report. They got to go. Here's why. The way we see our family the way we see our friends, the way we see our job, the way we see our situations, if we don't see it as good, I don't think we're connected with God. 
And that's, that's, hum- that's convicting. That's convicting. It's convicting when some days I get so numb to even parenting. And I have to pause and stop and say, this is the coolest thing in the world. Because you have to go back to the very origin. Genesis 1 takes us there. It says, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. People, even before sin, I know there's no one that does good because of sin, but wait, in the beginning, it was good. Oh, it was good. God sees things as good. I think that will change the way we act, that we recognize that God can do it. We'll start to see that it's a blank canvas. And we, um, we got the opportunity to live this. We got a phone call and said, we know you're at Pattengale. We hear things are going great with the church. That's amazing. But we need you to move. This is July, nine months into the church. Um, explain. Well, we're getting ready to renovate the school there, and we need you guys out. That's interesting because we knew you were going to renovate the school, and we talked about it. Yeah, things have changed. Where are you looking to move us? Hill. That's the other side of town. Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. Um, so I, get, I go work out. I tell you stories about working out. It happens like once a decade, okay? So I'm going to work out, and then I feel so much fear in my life. We're going to kill the church. We're a year in. And tell everyone we're going to move? Sounds crazy. Worked out, went in the sauna, and God rose up so strong the campaign. Unstoppable. You think I'm a building? You think it's about a place? It's about Jesus, God, and each other, unstoppable. We rolled it out to our team, and I'm telling you, every, the place was just cheering. We're like, we're in. Everyone picked up, moved. We came over here, and it's like, what's up? We thought this side of town, if you will, we would eventually get here. Because if you start downtown, well, you get credibility. People are excited, and then we're like, hey, well, we've always had some certain areas in our heart. Jolly Waverly being one of them, because that's where I had one of my darkest moments ever. And the fact that God would allow me the privilege to be back here so soon felt crazy. But it was so Jesus. And when we were walking the halls, scoping out this venue, if you will, are we going to be here? Do people want to come? There was these sweet little old ladies that were walking the hallway, and they're, 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 they're doing their steps. And they said, what are you here for? And I thought, well, we're thinking about starting a church or having our church move over here. Really? That would be so neat because that's not happening over here anymore. It'd be so neat if you guys came. And it hit me so fast. What I was seeing as bad, God was seeing as good. What I was seeing as already developed, God said, it's a blank canvas. Why don't you just go and love and watch what I'll do? And it has been amazing being at Hill. It has been amazing being at Hill. It has been amazing. The good report, and I'm thankful for them because they spoke into my life that day and they didn't even realize it. They reminded me that when I was seeing only in the natural. I needed to see beyond what I was seeing. And, and as our team, we started thinking creatively. We took off the lid, and, and truly, we've loved it here. We loved it at Pattengale. We'll love the next chapters, but we love it here. Which led into, and we'll close here in a minute, it led into Love Runs 2. So if you're, okay, we love the city, we're in. 
we see the city is good. Well, now what do you do? You actually run to people. You don't calculate. They look like they need help. I think they need help. I, maybe they, uh, yeah, uh, should I stop? Shouldn't I stop? You know, she looks like she's got a flat tire and it's snowy and it, this is what we do. I don't know, I can't today. And, it, and, and, and I'm ashamed to admit, this is me. This is all of us. But when we take on the heartbeat of God, we see in John 1, it tells us the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. That God would come down as a servant and show up with me and you where we're at. Oh, that starts to excite us, doesn't it? That our love runs to who? It ran to me. It runs to you. And it definitely runs to the city. And as that love runs to, what does it say? What does it do? Um, I just feel like I should come over here. I did this at the first service, and I think it's fitting. Here's what it does. I picture somebody just hanging out, and uh, let's say love runs right to them. Hey, I'm here, and I love you. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to act better than. I'm not here to be your boss. I'm here to be your friend. And What's up? cool. Why, why are you here? Why are you here with that love? Well, it's God's love. Man, God's love. Well, God don't love me. No, no, no. He loves me and he changed me and he made me new. Really? Well, what's he want to do? Well, he wants to make all things new. That was our last year. Well, he wants to make all things new. Well, first thing you think is new pair of kicks, new building, new business, new job, new clothes. I mean, let's do it. New, new, new. He's like, no, no, no. You're missing it. The best thing he wants to make new is you. That love runs too, and the best thing God wants to make new is you. That we would genuinely tell somebody that the best new things he makes is people, not places, not things. And this is Revelation 21.5. And he who is seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. John Eldritch writes, he says this, that the bucket list is a sham. I've traveled some places, but I'm not going to get to travel everywhere I want to. Anybody? <laughs> I mean, I've spent some money, but I'm not going to probably make all the money I would like to. But when we are engrafted into the family of God, we then get the inheritance that will come with that. Colors that are beyond imagination, buildings that are so beautiful. This is what the new heaven, new earth will be like. Sickness that is gone, tears no more, joy forever, forever. So if then, if we got to keep our hands to the plow now, so be it. If we don't get to travel as much as we want, so be it. How can we do this? Only vision. <laughs> Only, right? Only vision. Because Google Earth will warp that junk real quick when you're hitting a pothole and there's polar vortexes this week. You know, get on Google Earth, like, I'm out of here. Someone's already saying, I'm, God's called me somewhere else. I don't like this sermon, Pastor, because I feel like I might be called to this region now. <laughs> no, it's good. God wants us to bloom where we're planted because he's trying to take people with him. He wants all of his kids to come back home. So where do we go with this? Where, with this story, the story of city life thus far, I want you to hear loud and clear. There is no pressure, and you don't have to produce. Let Jesus do it one life at a time. 
each one of us are going to carry different weight. Each one of us are going to live in different places. Each one of us are going to have different economic positions. But may we be unified in Jesus, sharing and teaching and singing and um, learning together. That's what it looks like. Or no one's less than or above. And you can come on and different on-ramps to the highway, and, and God, God's doing it. So this year, we're going we're gonna to double down. We're getting ready for Vision Sunday because we don't believe these are ideas. We think this is the custom heaven sauce for what he wants in us as a people. The language we even use is unique, and it means things to us because it reminds us of who God has said we are. When we say things like all things new, it reminds me, when I don't feel new, it, it, it will be all things new. When I remember Love Runs 2, I, I, I got to remember Love Ran to me, and it runs to my friends when I don't feel like it, and it runs to those that I just don't want to love, especially on their Facebook posts, right? This week, I got to hear about somebody unfollowing somebody, and I thought, I'm sure that's every single one of us that has such a very bold opinion is now we're just backed in a corner with people that share the same opinion. Guilty, but I believe the Lord is saying, let's get closer. And as we get closer, what we'll realize is we didn't see the full picture every single time. So here we're going to land. Drum roll, please. Better drum roll. Keep it going. It's not loud enough. Let's go. Keep it going. Let's go. Aren't you glad you came to City Life today? Keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Aren't you glad? Okay, hit that beat. Hit that beat. Hit that beat. Where are we at? Keep the drum roll. Okay, there we go. Come on. I got, I got, we got a team here. Because, uh, look, you got to hear a little bit about the story, but it's Vision Sunday next Sunday. Because the story is not over. No way. The story's just getting started. Look, we're hungrier than ever. We're focused more than ever. And we believe God has called us to love this city one life at a time. And we're going to open up the pages of the vision story here and share the next chapter. Everybody, get a flyer. We're going to bring your friends. Come on, clap it up like this. Come on, real high. Way in the back. I see you in the corner. Come on, up there in the corner. Come on, real high. There you go. Come on, clap that out. There we go. Yeah, come on. There you go. Uh, you got to feel that. Ooh. Ah, ah, yeah. Anyone can dance, you can come on stage. I can't. But yeah, there we go. Okay, Sarah, don't play. <laughs> yes, ain't no party like a Christian party, cause a Christian party don't stop. What? Alright, everyone got a flyer. Hit that. Or cut that. So there we go. DJ. No, I'm sorry. Give it up for Sarah for coming up. Thanks, Sarah. Hey, is that the one and only OGB in the house? The original gospel bill. So good to see you. Come on, give it up for the original gospel bill. He's the OGB. Um, okay. Look, today's a unique day. It's, it's kind of the preview. Um, Super Bowl day today. This, this can be a little cheesy, but it's true. I was praying this morning, and I was thinking about the Super Bowl. And I was thinking about the trophy. One team's going to go home discouraged. One team's going to be so happy, right? But Jesus, he, he, he holds the trophy high. 
and he allows us all to share in the victory forever. And we actually get to pass it around, and it's a beautiful thing. And every time we gather, we're remembering that he is victorious. So we have Super Bowl Sunday every Sunday. And next week is going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be powerful. Um, and I'm not going to say anymore. It's just Vision Sunday. It, I would love to pray for you as we close. If you, if you'd stand, maybe hold your hands out. Uh, I, I hold my hands out as a sign of surrender that I can't, but God can. And I want to pray for each one of us. God, I thank you for your people. There are going to be people in this place that say, well, I don't know if I'm God's people. It's super simple. Jesus, take my life. Forgive me my sin and make me new. And he'll do it. And you have a whole bunch of brothers and sisters that you didn't know about. Some of them that you necessarily probably won't want, but hey, welcome to the family. God, I pray that you will give each one of us vision that goes way beyond a Sunday. That we'll have vision and confidence and purpose when no one's around. That when we're alone, that we recognize we can be alone with you. And it's okay. When we feel forgotten, that you say we're found. When we feel like we're not seen, you see us. When we don't feel heard, you listen to us. When we need wisdom, you give us confidence and, and guidance and great counsel. You are a wonderful counselor. You are a mighty God of power and peace. God, I pray for healing for your people right now, spiritually, emotionally, physically. I pray for relationships that are so severed that we don't even think that they could ever be repaired, that today they can be because there's vision for them. I pray where there's unforgiveness that the grace of God will flood to the depths of our soul and offer forgiveness in, in, in the heart of heaven that says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. I pray we'll get ready, we'll plan and prepare, and that if even doesn't even happen in our lifetime, it's okay, because we trust that you're making all things new. I pray that each person here knows that their worth is not tied up in their work or even how much they have or, or, or do have or don't have. It's just tied up in you. You'll breathe freedom, identity, fullness, and wholeness welfare, shalom, peace right now in the name of Jesus Christ. If you believe it, we say a huge amen. Amen. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Vision Sunday. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.